Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to this broadcast belongs to them. We are back with Ralph Vieira. Ralph yeah. Vieira, I guess you're going to be like a regular now. Might as well, right? Yeah, man. I mean, when I'm around, yeah, I, I mean, usually so. I'm not around much, but geez, it's the it's the merciful fake curse, man, that brings me home to do this. <laughs> the curse Seven holy pictures, don't you even try. <laughs> and welcome back, Greg. Thanks. Yeah. You still hung over from the uh, Kim Rose interview? Yes. I am. Mm. And you are too, right? I think we all are. That was was really awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. That was a hell of a lot of fun. You know, the the guy that sings on that Merciful Fade EP with me, he heard the episode and he called me right up and he's like, dude, my heart dropped. Did you send him the record? I go, yeah. He was like, we're going to be in his collection. (laughs) (laughs) Right on, dude. That shit's awesome. I sent it off today. It's probably going to take like two, three weeks to get there, though. Oh, probably, yeah. Or whatever. As long as he gets it, it'll be cool. The, the pronunciation of that town he's in. So strange, man. It's like a Dude, G goes with an E and a J. It's, I had to mail something I sold to someone on eBay to Scotland one time. And the name of this town was 16 syllables long and looked like somebody just threw a bunch of random letters together. <laughs> I have no idea how to pronounce it, but I messaged the guy. I'm like, is this right? Or <laughs> <laughs> No, that's right, man. That's the town I live in. Okay. <laughs> wow. And then when, when you got to fill out the forms at the post office, it just never looks like it's in the right spot. And then they, then they ask you, oh, is this the right address? You sure? And it's like, yeah, that's what they sent. You know, you know <laughs> what I do? I, I took a stack of them and brought them home so I don't have to sit the post office to write everything out because yeah, yeah, yeah. when you do that there's always people that come in the post oh, office yeah. and get in line 
So I have a stack right here. So whenever I do international, have everything signed and ready to go, you know. Good idea. You don't do it online? No, no, I don't. I need a printer to do it online. Oh, okay. That would help. (laughs) I haven't had a printer in years either. Yeah, it's been a while. No, I don't think I've ever had a printer, ever. Really? (laughs) Yeah, never. All right, well, yeah, I've always had a printer. I always needed one for something, you know. Um, Yeah, no, I I mean, I could use it, but my roommate's got one that I use, so. The thing is, the job I worked at had a printer. So oh, I'll so do all my printing at work, and now I don't work there no more. So hmm. going to have to get the printer at some point then. <laughs> my brother my brother has one. You know, there's many times I, I you know, get uh, concert tickets, and I, hmm. I forward it to my brother. Print that out for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go to, you guys ever heard of Frank Marino? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm traveling. I can't say where, though. I'll tell you guys off the air. Um, I'm traveling to go see him in April. He, oh, wow. He's been a bucket list band since I was 14 years old. Since oh, cool. That's really cool. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, today we're going to talk about Don't Break the Oath. Oh. oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's good choice. What a such, such a very, yeah, good classic. And uh, one of the most iconic album covers ever i think you know it's got the picture of satan coming out of the fire and i think so too yeah it's just an awesome album cover but uh it's the second studio album was released in 1984 Mm -hmm. and the uh the style muscle fate employed on don't break the oath resembled a mixture of heavy metal with progressive elements lyrically preoccupied with satan and the occult and distinguished by king diamond's theatrical facetal voices so, who wants to go first with the dangerous, me- a dangerous meeting? Sorry. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, man. Uh, I, I told this story before when I was on your show. I think the first appearance that, um, <clears throat> the first time I ever heard Merciful Fate, this guy walked into a rehearsal with a EP, and he played it on a stereo that was hooked up to Marshall amps. Mm. Well, that same guy, when this album came out. We bought it and we went back to the, the first time we heard it. We went back to the studio, put it on that turntable with the Marshall Amps, and we just sat there like, "Damn, man, this band is <laughs> the ultimate band ever!" You know, right? Um, it's just such a great full album. I'm, you know, to tell you the truth, look, it, uh, in our Kim Ruz interview when he said oh, he doesn't like Night of the Unborn. Yeah. Uh, you know, I thought about it afterwards, and I even I just listened to it now before we put it on. I'm like, I you know, I said it didn't like Nightmare. No, Nightmare. It was no, Night, it was Night of the Unborn. Okay. Right. And when he said that, you know, I was kind of. And then I listened to it now, and I'm like, God, this this song is so good. And then when the album ends, I'm like, Well, yeah, it is the le- my least favorite on here. You know, <laughs> if I had to pick a least favorite, it would be that one. But yeah. it's still a great fucking song, you know. Yeah. But uh, hey, personal taste is not science. It's, personal right. well uh dangerous it, meeting jeez you know i mean the whole concept of people doing a little ritual seven people at a table then it went all wrong hmm. and uh tables dancing around and shit. <laughs> <laughs> table starts to dance and then they get descended into hell what a lovely topic yeah <laughs> what a 
great, great song. You were telling me, Wayne, earlier that we would name our favorite lines from the songs. Yeah. Yep. Uh, my favorite line is just very short. It's just the part where he goes, they're going to get themselves killed. Yeah, <laughs> right. just, yeah. That part. Yeah. That yeah. part is the shit. You know, I'm like, I mean, so many millions of great lines. And my favorite part of the song is where it just stops and the guitar goes, <clears throat> you know, like a, like, like almost like a shotgun cocking. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah. It's like so badass, dude. I'm telling you, this band just look, man, the fur is rising, man. <laughs> just thinking about it, you know, uh, yeah. dangerous meeting is a fucking classic and I'll get into it later when we talk about another song. But when I saw Merciful Fate in the shadows, I'm like all the way up front. And uh, when he said, tonight the circle is uh, broken forever, whatever, like King is like right at me, singing it with me. And it was just like such a, a an experience. But he does it again later, which you can see it on YouTube, and I'll talk about it later, which is even even more bizarre than that part. But that every time I listen to a dangerous meeting, I think of that line mm. and King like looking at me and. And singing along with me, it was just so cool. Because it was yeah. like the second song in the set. Right after Doom by the Living Dead, they went into that. Oh, wow. Or yeah. maybe it was the third song. But either way, what a classic. One of my favorites on here. You'd be probably surprised what's my favorite song on here. Mm, interested to know. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be the typical favorite song from everybody, but everybody loves the song. Okay. Interesting. Um, Gypsy. God damn, you're good, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you're good. Dangerous I was going to let him wait. <laughs> my third favorite. What would be my second there? Oath. No. Uh, but it's a great one. That's a great one. Well, we'll, get to it. we'll get to it. Right, we'll, we'll get okay. To it. Yeah. I mean, I could sit here and think about it and guess, but that's going to take up time. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get to it. Um,. Yeah, you mentioned my favorite line from this song uh, tonight is the uh, the circle is broken forever. Uh, I like that whole that whole section yeah. at the end of the song. Uh, seven people dead within a trance in here. Nobody is sensing the rain tonight. Seven souls are reaching hell. I mean, that's that's awesome. How about uh, Just, uh, time was standing still? The meeting is over. Their journey's yeah. Ah, yeah. I, th- you know, there's so many lines in this song. It's like hard to pick one. You know that yeah. line. That yeah. line. The journey's on. It almost. I mean, you get the vibe of. Seven right. people descending into hell. It goes into that hole, ah, nah, and you, it just feels yeah. like that's yeah. it. They're fucked, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah, everything in this song is so catchy. The the choruses, the verses, the the guitar solos, just everything in the song is just so memorable. It just it's one of my favorite, definitely uh, one of my favorite songs of theirs. Dangerous Meaning. I love this one. What about you, Greg? Oh, yeah, me too. It's definitely one of their best songs. I mean, I love it from beginning to end. The opening riffs are just so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, well, Ralph already said my favorite uh, line. They're going to get themselves killed. I just, I love how that builds and then goes into the guitar solo. That's one of King's coolest vocal moments. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. So simple, but yet effective. Right, yep, exactly. Uh, song two, Nightmare. Um, this is where the album already starts to fall off for me. <laughs> oh, you're not really? a fan of Nightmare? Not a fan of Nightmare. 
Uh, I think it's kind of like a little bit of a mess to me. I just don't like how it's just a little dis- disjointed sounding. I, I, I agree. It is a disjointed song, but I, I love it. But I, I know where you're coming from. It is very, it's not the norm. No, not at all. Especially coming from the Dangerous Meeting, which is kind of straightforward. And this one's just like a little bit all over the place. And just, I don't know, this didn't fit right to me. Um, my favorite parts are like the solo sections. The, the middle one with the harpsichord with the guitars together. And then at the end, when they do another solo, that's that's my favorite part. I don't even have any favorite lyrics in the song. I just that's how much I really. Uh, part where it goes. Yeah, that's a hardcore yeah. yeah. sound. Yeah, it's such a creepy hard. sound. I love that. And it's so beautifully constructed. It's like God. So it really makes it full, like a right. full picture. You know? Right. Yeah. Well, I have a favorite line from this song. All right. What is it? You're only living on borrowed time from the food, 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 food. <laughs> Shit is so awesome, man. I love it. Hell yeah. That is a cool line. Still, I mean, uh, <laughs> even, well, even though it sounds a little disjointed, I like that because it kind of fits together. There's just a lot of different parts. I mean, it's not the best song on the record, but mm. I like it. Yeah. That's cool. It yeah, does have one of my favorite... Does have one of my favorite Denner solos, though. Oh, really? I, I I think he's the one that plays during the part with the harpsichord. I'm pretty sure that's him. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I think so. Sounds like his guitar. Yeah, yeah. It's funny when I first heard this album, I only heard it because my friend uh, his, he used to steal his brother's tapes and then he would give them to me, and they were all like uh, copy tapes. They weren't original ones. And he had it recorded on the wrong side. Like side B was side A and side A was side B. <laughs> right. So I heard, I heard the album backwards. And it so, still makes sense because the oak would be a great opener. Exactly. And it just it also too made sense because side B usually has the shittier songs on it. And that's how I feel this album is. Side A is kind of like the shittier songs. And when it gets to side B, it, it just it gets so much better. But uh, yeah, it's just kind of weird here in the here in the album this way, and I'm still to this day. Used, that, that was like 20 years ago, and I'm still used to the uh, the way I first originally heard it. But uh, yeah, Nightmare, just not my favorite. The, the Oath makes more sense to right. open the album. Actually, it does. With that long. It intro. does. Yeah. It does. And we even talked when we had uh, Michael Dinner on. We talked about that. You know why they picked it, and I forgot what the hell his answer was. It's, it'll I be on to, to this episode. And, but yeah, I have to go back and watch it. But he did have a good reason. Yeah. It'll be on the end of this episode. <laughs> but but uh, song three, Desecration of Souls. <coughs> I love I love the beginning to this. Stay away, white magician. <laughs> I think that's what uh, deters me from liking this song. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow, that's my favorite line, man. Dude, uh, me too. It's it's so cool. It's it's like Vincent Price in an old Hammer horror movie. It's yeah, so yeah, ha- yeah, it's yeah. so hammy, but it's so creepy too. Yeah. And then when he goes like, <laughs> "You're not welcome on our death," so I speak for the dead. The dead. God damn, man. Dead, dead. Awesome. Wayne, you're fired. Oh, I, I am. Forgot to show. <laughs> I'll leave. I don't care. <laughs> And the drums are great in this song, too. I love the rhythm beat. Too. It's amazing. The way he comes in. Yeah. So bad. Reminds me of, uh, you know, when Ian Pace used to really go berserk and purple and hit the drums around, like, the fireball and rock era. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that guy, Ian Pace, I saw, uh, I think, like, two years ago, a priest. Guy hasn't lost it at all. 
He's not still amazing, amazing really? drummer. You know, most drummers, you know, they, they're not as, you know, badass as they were in their youth. Ian Pace has not lost anything. He's mm. just amazing. Wow. I don't know if you saw the, the video that I posted the other day with uh, Kim Rose's other band that he, he did a few years ago, uh, Metal Rose. You sent you it to me uh, just today. No, I, I, no I, I, oh, no, I didn't see it. Mm. Oh, yes, I did. Oh, it was great. Yeah. The singer was a little odd, but right. he still hit some He's, notes. Yeah, yeah. But it was Kim like Ross is drumming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kim Ross was perfect. Yeah, he still oh, has yeah. it. He, he still had great. it. He's, yeah. he's another one. He hasn't lost anything. Not at all. But uh, yeah, this song just another one that I just felt it. Another, it was just very disjointed to me. It's too progressive sounding. It just the parts just did not work for me. And even though I, I just didn't like that that intro. I think that's why I, lo- I love it, man. It's it's like an even eviler Blue Oyster Cult song almost. This is yeah. my second favorite song. Right really? Desecration is my second favorite. And I was so happy when I saw the Nine Tour and they played it. I was yeah, like, oh, that- they didn't do it in the shadows, but they did it on the Nine Tour. Wow. And I was like, yes, Desecration of Souls. Yeah, it's, it's my second favorite. I understand Nightmare was a grower on me. That one... I didn't get at first, but yeah, it's grown on me. But yeah, I put it down there with Night of the Unborn as my least favorite song the album, but I still dig it. Mm. Yeah. Song four, Night of the Unborn. Not uh, one of Kim Rose's favorites. No, not yeah. at all. And it's not mine either. <laughs> Again. Uh, it, yeah. is my, it is my least favorite on here. Yeah. Uh, I hate how he sings the first verse. It's, he's, it's like he's going out of tune as he's like going up a scale kind of thing. It's just he does a weird thing. I like the line where he goes, um, "Shut up, hold your tongue." Right. That's, that's right. <laughs> hey, you must rest in silence. And, yeah, and, and my favorite part of the song: this one's for the unborn. Right. <laughs> yeah. I love that shit. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, those are those are two cool lines on the whole song. But otherwise, yeah, this don't do nothing for me. The only thing that saves this song is the chorus. It's it's singable. It's catchy. I know? like I I love how it starts that crazy solo before it goes into the actual song. Really? Yeah, Who the solo the is awesome. Yeah, I love that opening solo. No, it doesn't do nothing for me. Not at all. Uh, the oath. <laughs> the masterpiece. This- Yes, this is a masterpiece. This is my favorite Merciful Fate song, period. Period, okay. Period. Um, Nothing is, they have done has ever beaten this song. <laughs> it is, I mean, this and Satan's Fall, I would consider it. Yeah, Satan's Fall is my favorite. Yeah. Uh, this, with the creepy intro, the thunder, and then the wind, and the rain, oh, no, no. It's, and it's, the it's, church bell, and the organ comes the, in. The, the thing about that is, as much as I like that, as cool as it is, and as atmospheric as it is, um, and it plays well with the album, you know, on repeated listens. I gotta skip through it because it's just, it gets tedious after a while. <laughs> you know, Satan's Fall doesn't have that. It is not tedious. You shut your mouth, you whore. I love the little prayer. Yeah, By symbols of Creator, I swear, had forth to be a faithful servant to his. Your most faithful servant, the most lucent archangel <laughs> Lucifer, uh, <laughs> whom the Creator designed as his uh, regent, regent in this world, um, and the Lord of this world. Amen. It's just so 
fucking creepy. I mean, yeah. I, when, I, when I heard this when I was younger, man, it just scared the shit out of me, you know? Oh, it, gives, it gave me chills, you know? I heard it too, but I mean, well, yeah, not scared the shit out of me, but it gave me oh, chills. Uh, it, it was sufficiently creepy, but um, no, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. It's just, you know, I don't need to hear it every time I listen oh, I to do. the song. I do. I feel like a, a devil worshiper when I listen to this thing. I'm like, God, I, I feel like Satan's going to come walking through the door, you know? <laughs> Sit down. Yeah, well, oh, but but now that <laughs> but now that we've gotten to this uh, song, actually, I can finally tell my merciful fate story. And it took me a long time to remember when this happened, but this actually happened before I got uh, the not before, but after I got the Eye album because I ran out and got the Eye because I saw King Diamond on fucking. That uh, ass weasel Geraldo Rivera show, which in <laughs> retrospect is actually pretty funny. But, yeah. um, you know, <clears throat> I remember saying to my buddy Adam, we're riding in his car, and I'm like, yeah, you know, King Diamond's cool and all, and I, I like that album, but I, I, I really don't, uh, you know, see the big evil thing. Like, it was okay, but it was just about witches, man. He goes, that's not evil, man. This is pretty fucking evil. And he put in Don't Break the Oath and Skip Ahead to the Oath. So that was the first Merciful Fate song I ever heard, and it blew my mind because I was only about 14 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably about the same age I was. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not used to hearing this kind of satanic stuff, you know? So it was, it was oh, different. Yeah, it was, it was very taboo when I was a kid. Oh, you gotta yeah. remember, guys, Good I'm time. in my 60s. Now. That's, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but the first time we heard it, I mean, I remember the first time I heard, I deny Jesus Christ. The yes. Yeah. Me yeah. and my friend looked at each other going, dude, we're going to hell. Yeah. Nobody, <laughs> just by listening That's, to um, we, yeah. when I first heard, you know, same thing, like I, I Roman Catholic and all that bullshit when I was a kid. And, you know, the first time I heard that, I shuddered a little bit. It's like, Ooh, damn, this guy's serious. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. guy is <laughs> This guy's not going to wait in line when he goes to hell. He's going on VIP Express. <laughs> They're going to open that gate for him. Everybody's waiting in hell. No, King, you, you cut in front of everybody. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Instead of Mickey's Fast Pass, it'd be Lucifer's. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Walt Disney would be right there, too. Oh, of course. No, he's in hell. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the music is all everything in the song is just so catchy. Everything just uh, and that, that line you just said, that I deny Jesus Christ. That's my favorite line in this whole song. I think right oh, there, you just know fa- my favorite line. Yeah, I will kiss the goat. <laughs> oh, <laughs> me <Yeah>. too. <laughs> yeah, I will yeah. kiss the goat. And then yeah. the, and then the, and then the bass <laughs> and the guitar writer yeah. after that sounds like he says that, and then he's just instantly doomed with a big heavy crunch. <laughs> that's my favorite part of the song did these guys really write the song or was it really I think Satan wrote this shit had it been it's just so explicitly yeah. satanic it's uh, yeah unbelievable it just it would just come to his mind to write about that you know exactly very cool unbelievably um, good yeah yep unbelievable um Gypsy Ralph's favorite song my favorite song on here just something about that riff it's got this like Egyptian vibe to it yeah and it just just, I don't know it's so the riff is just so fucking catchy and full of hooks that it's like oh get these hooks off me you know it's just so (laughs) many it's just so good man and I remember playing this too you know when I 
I used to play this for the chicks in the 80s, and they would always laugh on that. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, my friend. <laughs> and they'd laugh going, what the fuck is this shit you're playing, you know? <laughs> yeah, I was like, right. this shit is awesome. Yeah, yeah I always loved it. And, um, you know, the, 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 the tone of his vocals he uses on this song, he doesn't do very often either. And I, yeah. I really like how it sounds. Oh, Chipsy Woman! Yeah. yeah. Okay, so cool, man. It's just so cool. The only thing now is, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen it, the He-Man uh, version of this. I love YouTube. it. Where he's dancing <laughs> around and he gets shot yeah. in the head. Yeah. You never saw the video with the He-Man singing this song? Oh, you have no. to see it. It's you so have funny. to see it. It's hilarious. I can't I get it out of my head. <laughs> I think somebody really did do the cartoon of that because... When He-Man sings it, he's singing it perfectly. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> but here's my merciful fate story when I saw it live. The danger, If the dangerous meeting wasn't cool enough, the part where um, King sang to me, you can see this on YouTube. And also, you guys know the Bell Witch video. Yeah. yeah. The Bell Witch video has the show I was at and okay. also some outdoor show. Hmm. And King was friends with the guy's cameraman that I know a friend of his, so I ended up getting... A great copy of it. During the Gypsy, the line where he goes, "You are the devil." You look, you watch the video. He's like, "You are," and he's just looking at me. "You are the devil, child." And I'm singing it right with him because I'm all the way up front. And, and then he goes, "And so am I." And then he goes, "You better believe it." <laughs> it's just so cool when he did it. And I'm like, you know. And now I have it on video because you get a close up of the king going, "You better believe it." Oh, and he, was just, he kept fucking with me and a couple other people, not just me. You know, we had a lot of fucking Merciful Fate fans that knew every fucking word. And we're yeah. just screaming it at the king. And he would take turns fucking with each of us, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was like my, that was the best part of the show for me when he was like, you better believe it. <laughs> That's off. cool. Love. I guess you were singing to most of the song thing because he probably, you know, picked you out because you were probably. But I sang, I, well, not just me, all of us. But uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was, the thing is, I was. Dead center. A funny story about this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I said this already, but if I, I didn't, it's if I did, it's worth saying again. Merciful Fate is so special to me. I got there like around twelve noon, mm-hmm. just to because it was general mission. Mm-hmm. I was okay. first in line, wow. sitting right there <laughs> in front of the door. When doors open, I I didn't go to the t-shirts or nothing. I ran mm-hmm. all the way up front, dead center against the railing. Flotsam and Jetsam came out. They killed it. And then before Merciful Fate, I'd say, you know, a few minutes, uh, maybe 10 minutes before, this extremely hot girl, I mean hot, mm-hmm. comes up to me and says, I am the biggest Merciful Fate fan. Please, can I stand, you know, there? And I said, man, even as hot as she was, I was like, out of everybody you can ask, <laughs> I'm the last person. <laughs> ask anybody else. But I'm not moving. I'm sorry. You know? Wow. That's yeah. dedication. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, she wouldn't get pussy anyway, so we'll give up. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Way out of my league, you know. So it's like, <laughs> I'm sorry, girl. Uh, you know, that's all these people will probably do it. I won't, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I turn into a homo for for. for, for, for. <laughs> I deny. Right. I deny pussy. <laughs> <laughs> And those massive tits. (laughs) Oh, God. I remember when I first heard this song, I could not get the drum parts. Because I would always practice. That's how I learned how to play drums to practice towards, you know, the bands I listened to. And this was one of my 
this is one of my fav- favorite drum performances yeah. ever. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, a friend of mine. I actually he was he's a he was a drummer, and he he showed me how to do it because he could pick up things a lot easier than I couldn't. And then then I finally got it. But uh, yeah, it's just one of, one of his favorite uh, drumming performances that he's done. Kim Ruz for me. Um, and he also uh, didn't use the drums just like you know like any drummer would just you know keep the beat or whatever. He uses it as an extension to the other instruments and everything in that band. He's just not a you know regular normal drummer, you know. No, he's unorthodox. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, very, on it. It's like it's a very organic nature to him. It's not by the books, right? You know, and uh, I don't know if you noticed, uh, uh, Ralph, but when we had dinner on, and it's probably going to be on the interview on this episode at the end, uh, Michael told us that he's part gypsy. Oh wow! No, that I did not know. Yeah, and that's and when he told us that, I was like, oh well, now I know where the song came from. Because why would they just have a song about a gypsy out of nowhere? You know, it's kind of weird. So did he of, did he mention uh, Danner's Inferno tour in the states? I don't think he at did. All. You know, I mean, I hope it's true, but somebody told me he may be playing. He didn't mention that it was planned. He said he would like to do it, but it hasn't been possible so far. So. Yeah, I heard a rumor that he's playing this club, the same club I saw Three Tremors with Sean Peck. Uh, okay. I heard they're playing there, but I heard it from one person, and I've been looking into it. I don't see anything, so mm-hmm. I think it's just. Yeah. He already that changed the singer in his band, you know that? I know to the um, and yeah. I really liked that singer too. That yeah, he guy, was good. yeah, yeah, he was really good. Uh, but yeah, th- that new singer he's got is awesome. I know who. He, yeah. I, it slips my mind what band he was in, but he's an awesome singer too. Yeah, he was. And uh, and he I was really candle mess. Yes. Uh, I really like um, the Denner's Inferno because it, it, it it's kind of classic rockish, mm-hmm. and I have a very you know I have a deep love for classic rock. Yeah. Classic rock and traditional metal is my two favorite forms of music, and and it, it you know it has some metal involved, but I I really love the classic rock feel mm-hmm. to that album. Yeah, I, I still agree. have yet to listen to it. <laughs> I just I got I, I got I have both the the uh, the single. It's like it only has three yeah. songs, and I have the the full length. I have them yeah. both on vinyl. Yeah, he's supposed to release another single, but I don't know if that's going to happen or not. I thought it would have happened already. Uh, my favorite lyrics in this one is uh, "Gypsy, now I know you're not my mother. You are not part of my. Oh, you are part of my soul. It's clear for all to see. And no, 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 I am you, Gypsy. You're inside of me." Like yeah, that. that's my favorite one. Too. I love when he goes, "Oh my brain!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my brain. So cool. Yeah, uh, this uh, this would probably be my favorite song on the album too. Yeah. Wow, it's a, it's a really good one. That's a first. I never knew there was somebody out there that thought the same as me when it mm-hmm. came to this. That's a good song. It's just it's so cool and so unique. Yeah, I, I really dig vibe. it. It's yeah. the vibe, it's the riffage, it's the way, like you were saying earlier, the, the tone of King's voice is so different. Mm. And, uh, and, and, and of course, Kim Russ, I mean, what he does on this song is unbelievably. Like you were saying, uh, you know, when you were saying it was hard for you to learn the part, I, you know, right when you said that, I, I thought about the drum part. I go, oh, yeah, because it is a little unorthodox, you know? Yeah. It's got that like little disco yeah. thing going on, but it's not like a straight beat. It's just like back and forth, like all these. Uh, it's just confusing, but once you get it, you get it. And awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
the next song, there's always a controversy about this next song. It's either Welcome Princess of Hell or Princes no, of Hell. It's Welcome it's princes, right? Princes yep. of Hell. It's about the seven princes. Right. I know. Oh, like, you yeah. see, I learned something yeah. on this episode. I thought it was a singular princess. Yeah. So did I, nope. but it was a misprint on the, on the record. Oh, is it? Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yeah, and uh, if you you if you actually go through and read the lyrics, I think it's pretty clear he's talking about individual princes too. Uh, let me see here. I, I actually have the. Uh, I turn off the lights. We are darkness. Now you call my name. See, this is where it's confusing because yeah, he does say now I hear you. Now you call my name. You finally came. That could be like it is a princess. Even in the night, I see the light shining bright. I'm alone with my friends. You know, you know, it's really funny though. The lyrics in the beginning for the first three times he says it, it says princess. Right. But then. Then once you get past the solo section, it says Prince is. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's just I don't know. This song was always confusing to me because I didn't even know about it. I always every like everybody thinks it's always Princess because it's but spelled that but way. anyway, no. K- King has said it's about the seven princes of hell, not a princess. Yeah. It works either way. Yeah. <laughs> and it, yeah, because it is confusing because there's a line that says I hail you again. Right, and Satan's yeah. name, Princess of Hell. Yeah, it's very confusing. You should say, "I hail you and you and you and you." That's right. <laughs> I hail you, Zalls. <laughs> That's right. I hail you, Princess of Hell. <laughs> hey. Uh, uh, um, like uh, the second part of this album for me, it's been one hit after the other. Uh, this is another one of my favorites. Uh, Everything's catching this song. It's a little more straightforward than the others. There's no progressive things in this one at all too much, really. Um, it's not jumping around from different time signatures, signatures or weird vocal spots, which is good. Uh, <laughs> my uh, favorite lyrics on this one, uh, Never will I break the oath I gave. I hail you again in Satan's name. Princes, Prince? Prince. Oh, God, now I'm getting confused. Princes of Princes hell. Princes of hell. Prince. Prince in hell. I love my line is I'm alone with my friends. You love the the uh, the one the where world. he does act, those accents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what does he say? And we will return. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Love that too. The echoey effect to it. The... Yeah, at the end of the song. See this this album uh, opposed to Melissa. Melissa was uh, there was a lot of reverb on it. This one doesn't have as much reverb. Yeah, I, I think still so. love them both. I think I think. The first that Melissa had way more reverb in the, yeah. in the, in the voice. it does, yeah. No, no, it just seemed to me that this album everything has reverb on it, maybe a little bit too much. I don't know, I'm, I'm not as the, much as Melissa. If you listen to like the remasters now, everything just sounds, uh, I don't know, a little less reverb. I don't know, it's just something different about the remaster. So now I'm getting used to the I got a, sound. I got a question that I don't know if you guys are aware of. Um, on my, when I used to listen to Melissa, the album, the mm. the song Melissa, mm. the early versions I had did not have what they put in later, where mm. like toward the end where he's like, "Oh Melissa, yeah. oh," like he's doing that melody with the song. Yeah. That wasn't on the original version. Yeah, Ever it's... since the CD age came in, they yeah. added that. So the only version that I've heard with that is the original vinyl I have, which I no longer have. Right. 
And I've never uh, heard that version ever again. Yeah. It's, uh, it's only on the first U.S. Like press, or something, right? which is a Megaforce press. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which I had, and I don't have it anymore. It yeah. sucks, because I would love to have that version, because I'm so used to that version. Every time I hear King singing during that, it's it's like, it, it doesn't bother me, don't get me wrong, but it kind yeah. of miss the original version. Yeah. yeah, we talked about that in the last episode. But I was always used to the, the way it is now, you know, because I'd never heard the other one first. And somebody brought that up one time a couple years ago, and then I, I actually found the, the record, and I bought it. You can't have it, ha, ha, ha. Uh... <laughs> I'll find it. It was easy to find. I found it fairly easy. Yeah, and it was cheap too. I, I didn't spend that much on it. I I had them both at one point, but um, I was I had the Roadrunner press first, so I was used to hearing it with it in there, like yeah. Wayne was. It kind of kind of bothers me with it out of there. It's kind of just weird. It just sounds like it just disappears out of nowhere. That's I'm ch- and that's the thing. That's the difference, you know, because I'm so used to that version. Yeah, and then yeah. when I hear the. It didn't bother me. I liked it. I was like, oh, cool. Look at this. This is something new, yeah. you know, which yeah. is cool. But, it, you know, I haven't heard that version in ages. Mm. So I kind of miss it. I want to hear yeah. it again. Yeah. <clears throat> I could send it to you. It's on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hello. Please uh, send me an MP3 on it. Yeah. Uh, is it on YouTube? Because yeah. I, yep. I haven't really searched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next song's not really a big deal. It's just too one far away. It's just an instrumental. I love it, man. Yeah, it's <laughs> my favorite too. song off the whole album. I, I, <laughs> that is I a think beautiful it's a... instrumental, and it's so good to put it yeah. after all that crushing metal, yeah. and then just have that little soft thing. It's yeah. just such such beautifully made. When Timmy Hansen passed away, I made a video using that song and pictures of mm-hmm. him, you know, yeah. a little tribute to him. You know, but <laughs> I just think it's beautiful. I love King's angelic voice and just a. Real mellow acoustic and that beautifully constructed guitar solo. Yeah, uh, me too. and and I love that it's that short too. It, it it's short and effective. You know what I mean? Yeah. Doesn't wear out. It's welcome. And it serves as a nice intro for "Come to the Sabbath" too. Written by King Diamond, music and lyrics. Are you allowed to say angelic when it comes to King Diamond? On that song, yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <You know>? Yes. <laughs> And now we end with Come to the Sabbath. What a way to end it. Not to get off the subject, but in Satan's Fall, he gets a little angelic too during... uh, uh, It kind of sounds like, you know, the section in Satan's Fall, it almost sounds like a 50s song. He sounds angelic in that part as well. But yes, Come to the Sabbath, very special song for me for this reason. When I saw the Abigail tour, that was the first Fate song he played that night. I was like, oh my, because I wasn't aware he was going to do Merciful Fate. Mm. I thought it was just going to be Fatal Portrait and an Abigail song. But when he played, oh my God, Come to the Sabbath. And I'll never forget, a pit broke out. <laughs> you know, during oh, that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> just a fucking big ass pit. Everybody was moshing. I was like, I'll join. You know, it was fucking great. But yeah, what, what, this song has so many great lines. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Come to the Sabbath. Oh, man. It's just. Oh yeah, the opening is awesome. Yeah, the opening. Down by awesome. the ruin bridge. Yep. And follow the magic call. Oh yeah. yeah that was and, my. Yeah. And then <laughs> if you say heaven, I say castle of lies. That whole part's awesome. <laughs> you say forgive him, I say revenge. Revenge. And then the fun. My is, sweet like, Satan, you are the one. He's such a sweetheart. <laughs> sweet Satan. <laughs> yes. But I love the line that that makes you know that that tells you this is part two of Melissa, mm. you know, 
uh, an evil curse on the priest who took the life of Melissa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's a sequel to the song Melissa. Oh, yeah, that's right. Also, uh, my favorite part of the song musically is that little fucking break before he does the whole Heaven Castle of Lies part. Yeah. That really groovy piece, it's really cool, man. I like that. It sounds a little bit like a Diamond Head song. <laughs> uh, my my uh, favorite line is probably uh, uh, High Priestess invoking the devil in front of oh, names yeah. I've spoken. <laughs> there you go, Wayne. Another little crazy little vocal part. <laughs> spoken! Love it. What a shock. That's, uh, the, that's the coolest shit he does, though. I mean, you can yeah, say what you is. want about the falsetto, but I, I don't love I the like falsetto. It. Don't yeah. bother me. Used to when I was younger, but now, now I'm used to it. You know, I'm just saying I like the the, the little weird emotive bits better. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My my favorite part is this uh, when the song breaks uh, goes down, like uh, fades out towards the end, and then the yeah. harpsichord comes in, and then the music comes back, and then King's doing that angelic voice again. Yeah, right oh. over that. Yeah, it's just so cool. All that stuff is really cool. Um, the, when you saw the Abigail tour, you saw the original Ab- Abigail tour. Yes, uh, but was not Michael Denner. Michael Denner played on the oh, album. So Michael uh, Moon. Michael, Michael Moon. Moon. Yeah, that was. Uh, I was like, because I didn't know until I saw it on stage. But it was the one and only time I saw Timmy Hansen. Oh he wow! Was there. And, so uh, you, what you saw wasn't on the um, the live album, was it? I don't know where the live album was uh, recorded. It wasn't. No, it wasn't that show where the live album was recorded. Mm-hmm. But it was on Miami Beach and. Uh, it was um, not many, many. I mean, I I won't say the place was empty because King came back on them and he packed the same place. Mm-hmm. But you know, it, it was a two story thing, so there was nobody upstairs. But the the downstairs was kind of full. But you got to remember, I mean, I live in trendy ass South Florida, right. and I'll never forget for the life of me. I went to go see um, a band called Nasty Savage. They oh yeah, yeah. On the way out. Of the show, this guy came on stage. Coming soon to the cameo, King Diamond. I went, what? <laughs> I was like, no way. And I was so close, and I touched his boot. And that was another highlight, like touching oh, King's wow. boot. I was like, oh, I touched the king. <laughs> yeah. That well, was I had so, so many uh, opportunities. Well, oh, it's, wow, it's, awesome. it's kind of like a fold-out, mm. which has the classic picture of King with the thing on fire. He's like, ah. But uh, the other side has the band members and a little, you know, biography on the whole thing. Mm. But yeah, I I was honored enough to see that. I saw them, but he never came back till Shadows. And then I saw House of God, Puppet Master, um, and the last one. I just went to Orlando like a few Mm. months ago. And but you know, I see. And then I saw the Nine Tour. So I've seen. Uh, King Diamond about five, six times, but Merciful oh, Fate. Wow. And Eric, what a stellar performance that guy gives live. Yeah. Highlight for me, the last time I saw King, The Lake. Oh, oh yeah, that's... Whoa. I so wish I had gone. I wish I had known he was going to play that. I was <laughs> I was shocked. I was like, what the... He's doing a B-side, you know? Mm-hmm, and a right. B-side I absolutely love. Yeah. All right, now play Shine. <laughs> Shrine. <laughs> Shrine, yeah. Yeah, that'd be even cooler. But uh, that Abigail tour is when I first heard this uh, Sabbath song. I never heard this Merciful oh, okay. Fate from the live that. album. Yeah, from the live album. You know the story behind it. I think it's in the CD itself. No, uh, King Diamond just found those tapes somewhere. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. didn't know they existed. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. They're just we'll just put those away. We're you know we're not doing nothing. You know we're not making any money here. We'll just put them in the attic. And well, I I have a soundboard recording from another show on that tour, and it sounds like it was supposed to be professionally recorded too. But mm-hmm. who knows? Who knows? And I I, I, for, yeah. I forget where that show is, but it's from the same tour. Set list is a little bit different though. How's the sound? Sounds like a professionally recorded album. It's direct it's from the soundboard. As good as this one. As yeah. good as the live one. Yeah. You know, I I I have. I mean, I've had the CD forever since it's been released. But you know, and I'm going to rectify this when we're done with this. I own the vinyl and it's still sealed. I'm oh, not. Wow. I've yet to put it on. Wow. I got to do that after we're done here. I got to play that on vinyl. <laughs> I own yeah, every that, single King Diamond on vinyl. That's how, that's how the whole Slayer thing came about earlier. I um, I ordered the one of 200 limited repress they did on black and red marbled vinyl of Haunting the Chapel. It's I on have two, that. It's on 200 gram vinyl repressed the vinyl from the original Master Tapes and I it just it. sounds amazing, man. You know, that's my favorite Slayer release. Chemical Warfare has, is my it, favorite Slayer it song. It has elements of Show No Mercy and Hell Awaits. My two, I'm a metal blade. Don't get me wrong. I love Rain and Blood, South of Heaven, and uh, the one after uh, Seasons. But the yeah. metal blades, the Bill Matoya stuff is my Slayer. Me you know? too. So when I got, uh, and forever, Hell Awaits was my favorite album. Then it was Show No Mercy. Now it's like. No, this is my favorite because it has a combination of both my favorites on one little EP. You know? <laughs> and, you know, fuck, man, Captain of Sin, Haunting the Chapels. What a great album. What a great little EP. Mm. Yep. I actually just got my last King Diamond uh, record in the mail the other day. Uh, give me your soul, it? please. Give me your no, soul. That was, yeah, that's, that was it's, kind a, of, it's, it's okay, yeah. you know, but it was it's the last all- one I needed, so. And I finally yeah. found it because usually it's like pretty expensive, but uh, Nuclear Blast had it so. with yeah. uh, with the poster and all that stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I think uh, I don't like, I don't like I that think. one. Yours is what? Yeah, it's it's probably my least favorite of the King Diamond. I don't I don't dislike it, but I, it's like my least favorite. Yeah, yeah. It just kind of yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a I'm not a fan of that one, and I don't really care for Abigail too either. Oh but yeah, maybe. wait, I forgot about Abigail too. That's yeah. true. Those are the that two he did where I just, uh, I mean, give me your soul, please, isn't as bad as Abigail, too, but I really Shame. don't care for either one of those. Shame on both of you. <laughs> no, I, I, don't, I don't dislike them at all. I'm just saying they're down at the bottom of my list. Not mine. Well, I hope we get there one day, and hopefully you're going to join us with those, because I would love to hear everybody's take on those. Yeah. All right, so I guess we're done here, everybody. Thank you very yeah, much for joining don't us Don't break the oath. Awesome. That's right. Yes, it is an awesome. And and I kind of agree now that I listened to this uh, today and, and just you know noticing that I don't like half the first uh, part of the album. I I agree with Kim Rose. Melissa's better. <laughs> well, I oh, always say that, think but so. I, I, yeah. I I think Melissa's um, better, but by a cunt hair, by a very small amount. Well, yeah. and and one thing that um you know m- makes up on this for the couple songs that are a little lackluster is the fact that they sound um a little bit more confident almost mm. in their playing on this i don't know if it's the the production if it's just the fact that uh everything stands out a little bit more but uh. i'll tell you this if you put up a poll now i guarantee you don't break the other win 
because most people most people like that one more and yeah, maybe yeah. they're judging it with their eyes who knows it's possible you know, i will put it that that album cover is so iconic you know yeah it, it it could be because of their eyes it could be because it's got a cleaner a little bit louder production i mean melissa's great and it's very complicated with different things but it is a little bit gritty yeah it's raw yeah it is yeah raw. And but yeah, you know, like like uh, for me to say I like Melissa more, it's overall the production. But if you go like head to head, you know, my least favorite song uh, off any of these two albums would be Nightmare and um, and Night of the Unborn, which I still like those songs. But there's no song I it'd be hard for me to to pick my least favorite off of. Uh, of uh, Melissa, if I had to, yeah, and it really... hurts to say this because I absolutely love the song, but if I had to, at the sound of Demon Bell, and I love that fucking oh, song. Oh, wow. That song? That Especially that part in the song. Across the mm-hmm. That song is probably one of the best parts of the whole album. Right. Yeah. I'm just saying, God, man, against you know Satan's Fall, Melissa, Evil, <clears throat> Curse of the Pharaoh, Into the Coven. Jesus. If 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 I had to drop one, it would probably be Black Funeral, and that's mm. not because it's my least favorite or anything. It's just because that one's a little bit punkier. It's a shorter song. It's more direct. It could still work very well as a single, separated right. from the album. I believe it was the single, right? It was the single, yeah. yeah. I just mean that could exist on its own outside of the context of the record, and I wouldn't really be upset, but right. I don't think it's a bad song. Yeah. <laughs> I really no, like yeah. that song. Yeah, yeah. I don't think any song on Melissa is bad, Where or or as, um, as uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like Nightmare and Night of the Unborn, which I there's love. Nothing the as, uh, there's nothing as peculiar. Uh, just disjointed. Says, as, as yes. Yeah. Well, in the comments, guys, let us know what you love off of Don't Break the Oath. All right? And I'm going to put up that poll, right? That's and, a good idea. And, yeah, and which one do you like more, Melissa yeah. or Don't Break the Oath? Right. I, I, you're going to see most people. I, I've, I've seen that poll. And most everybody says Don't Break the Oath. All right. we'll and if we did song by song, you could see that me and Ralph are the only two that would vote for Gypsy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's your favorite off there? Yeah. Yeah. Is there any other other person? I guarantee it's just me and you, man. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we might be able to talk Kim Ruz into voting for it. <laughs> All right. I look for that video too, Greg. You got to see that. Okay. Yeah, it's funny, hilarious. But uh, go check out our website, redsoundview.com. Go check out Ralph's uh, show, Ralph Vieira. Um, God, I always get tongue tied here. Vieira's Vault. Yes, here as well. And almost fifty six Thursday YouTube. nights on that metal station. Oh, yeah. uh, almost human fifty six on YouTube, and I have a radio show on that metal station every Thursday night at eight PM Eastern time. That's right. Cool. We'll listen to that. I've listened once in a while. Very cool. Yeah, show. yeah. You've been in the chat room. I've yes, seen. I have, man. Yeah. Greg hasn't though. Come on, <sighs> Greg. Join me. <laughs> Join that wacky ass chat room. A lot of people put a lot of porn pictures up on there. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Some weird what, uh, what night of the week is that? Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. I usually am always at work then. Oh, uh, okay. Well, yeah. 
Whenever no, you get no a, excuse. A Thursday yeah, off. If, <laughs> if if I get a Thursday off or if I work during the morning, I will stop by. Right on. Dude. Yeah. All right. All right, everybody. See you guys next week. Or whenever the hell the next episode's up. All right, bye. Now on the um, "Don't Break the Oath" uh, album, that album cover is like famous, you know, throughout metal history. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, was there any sense that the band was gonna um, uh, maybe break up after this album, or, or did you think that the band was really gonna go on? When th- that album came, it, 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 the band was uh, still hungry, you know, and ready to go. It was a strong lineup and a good friends, and things were going very, very well. Mm-hmm. But then uh, we had a close look at, uh, at and, and Stacey King and, uh, and our manager were bang. They had a close look at the contract we signed, and uh, King was tired of uh, you know him and Hank was like they were going in each direction. You know, King wanted to bring in more of his songs, and I, like I said, I, I backed Hank, and I, I want Hank to, to do more songs. You know. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I felt that he he play more more guitar orientated riffs which which suited me better than mm-hmm. the more basic yes. stuff that King came out with. You know, even though he King of course just did some some great songs at that time, and we even wrote something together like uh, Gypsy for it, just to uh, not so no fun. We did we oh. did some songs together. But I do believe that Hank was the riff master. Uh, so every time Hank came out with a riff, you know, the, the ideas for a new song, I said, yes, <laughs> this is my kind of music, man. This is what I want to do. Yeah. But of course, we have to compromise, you know, because King was also writing songs. So he got, uh, he got some spots on, on the Don't Break the Oath album, you know, oh, really? uh, okay. the, the song The Oath, you know, and uh, Come to the Sabbath and, uh, and the GFC he did with me. So mm-hmm. there was room for King also to write. Mm. On the second album, not on the first, but on the second one. Mm. Uh, that's that's a decision we made, you know, just to to make it like uh, democratic, you know, like a band who who all 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 of us have something to say, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Did but you it, ever? It, it, yeah. Oh, go, go ahead. There was a, but I mean, there was there was so much, a lot of small and bigger things, you know, happening at that point. So finally, King decided to uh, to call it a day, you know, to to mm. to, uh, to to split up Merciful Fate. Yeah. And I mean, it was some somehow as I felt it was like a relief also for Hank because he was he was tired of of, of, of uh, playing right. and doing the same stuff, you know. Um, so it left uh, me and Timmy and uh, Kim Ross uh, like uh, question marks, you know. We're like, what the hell, man? <laughs> nah, just before the big right. break, you know. Uh, yeah. And I mean, uh, Slayer, Metallica, and uh, and bands like that took over yeah, and made it yeah. big right after that. You know, the, I mean, it got, it got it got accepted, you know, to to be able to play hard and uh, heavy mm-hmm. uh, right after we quit. We the band was split up, you know, and I I will I will always regret that, you know. One wonder what could have happened if we had continued after the after Don't Break the Oath, you know. Yeah. Where would that have left us uh, these days? You know? yeah. Do you so, think that you could have replaced Hank? And just continued as Merciful Fate? Uh, with another guitarist? Yeah. No, that will never happen. That could yeah. never happen. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, that's it's like uh, ordering coffee at a restaurant and, and only get the milk and sugar. <laughs> I mean, that will, that will never work. Never. Yeah. I mean, Hank is uh, so much Merciful Fates. I mean, yeah. in my in my book, I'm the I'm the sugar and the, and the cream. <laughs> Hank is the coffee. <laughs> did Did you ever help King write any lyrics? 
Pardon? Did you ever help you... King King write any lyrics? No, actually, I I wrote the lyrics for uh, for, uh, for the Danger Zone songs. Okay. Uh, King, I mean King. King, he sang them. You know, you can hear it on uh, what is called. Uh, it's called Return of the Vampire. Yep. Yes. I think that's an album called Return with with very old demos. Yep. yep. And you can hear all these uh, be, be, a bit silly lyrics. Uh, it's it's written by me. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but um, I mean, it's it, yeah. I, I, there was this. We needed someone to write the lyrics, so I, I had to do it because King wasn't there to help me at that point. But I didn't know the guy, yeah. so so. Uh, but when he came in, it changed. You know, he was he was a better lyric writer than I was. So I I I I stopped. Uh, I mean, I've been I, I'm not. Uh, I wrote some lyrics for the new album, you know, but uh, it's not what I what I go for. You know, it's more like finding some good good riffs. <laughs> play yeah, some, yeah, yeah. yeah, play the music. Yeah. 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 Are you going to ask something, Greg? Oh, no, I was just going to say, uh, yeah, I I like both the uh, Danger Zone songs on there with uh, those silly lyrics, Leave My Soul Alone and uh, Mission Destroy okay. Aliens. That had, uh, Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, actually, I wrote, I wrote that uh, while I was on vacation in Spain. I was sitting having some drinks. And I, I wrote, I wrote it in. I was, uh, I was uh, wasted. <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote these lyrics there. But King, King went in the studio and just sang them. You know, it was cool. <laughs> so now you know. <laughs> That's how I wrote these lyrics. <laughs> the style he does it with is great in there. Um, it, 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 it really fits the song. It, it's silly, but uh, I, I dig it. <laughs> oh, cool! Yeah, yeah, Glad um, to hear that, man. Because yeah, I. Yeah. Ever wanted to do a little, uh, you know, a, a special re-record as a bonus track on a Denner, Sh- Denner Sherman album? I think that'd be the one. <laughs> <laughs> Mission destroy alien. <laughs> yes. <Why not? laughs> it's like in my, in my in my opinion, that song is a bit of lightweight Iron Maiden. Somehow, it sounded a bit like uh, uh, the first Iron Maiden albums in the yeah. style, you know. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And it was uh, with this, these uh, lyrics, you know. <laughs> but it was fun to, uh, doing it, you know. And I, actually, I was the singer in Danger Zone before before King came in, and that's why I um, I asked Hang and King to join me because I I, I heard there's some uh, there's something not working here. <laughs> I could I could not do it, you know. I'm more like a crooner and a, a melodic, very, very soft melodic voice, you know. And I needed a, a beefy singer to to be able to sing that, these songs, you know. Yeah. So I tricked them into go into my band and help me out, and I gave them beer and uh, you know um, open sandwiches and, and and made them feel very good. <laughs> so I I lured them in in my band, you know, and uh, then we found out that their their moniker, I mean the new uh, uh, the new name for uh, band name they got, Merciful Fate, uh, sounded much better than Danger Zone. Yeah. So we quit. Uh, we quit the Danger Zone, and then uh, uh, the drummer was kicked out because he. Uh, he was he was not in the same league oh. as the rest of the band. Where did that name come from, Russell Full Fake? Uh, it was um, we uh, we bought our records in a shop in Copenhagen called Bristol Music Center. Mm. And this guy there, he was uh, Ken Anthony. He was uh, he was like a legend in, in da- he was a pioneer in Danish heavy metal. You know, he he imported the the rare stuff. You know. 
American and Canadian bands, you know, who play heavy. I mean, as long as there was just a, a bit of fuss on the guitar, he would bring the album home to Copenhagen and we could go down there and buy buy the stuff, you know. And he had a girlfriend uh, at that point who, uh, who came out with the name, you know. What about Merciful Fate? <laughs> so, wow, it was different. And, and also the spelling of it. It's, I mean, it's not... Uh, Right. I mean, you don't you don't spell it like that. If you say right, it, you know, yeah. merciful, merciful, yeah, merciful. Yeah. yeah. Every time I type it on my phone, it, it tries to correct it for me. I'm like, no, that's not. <laughs> how you spell it. Yeah, I, I, I have the same thing, you know. So, uh, yeah. Well, that's cool. All right. So then, when um, when everybody broke up after the uh, Don't Break the Oath album, did you ever think that you would be playing with King ever again? Um, when when they broke up, the the next day he called me. Okay. And uh, asked me to join his uh, band, uh, King Diamond. Uh, yeah, but but at the same time, I had uh, Hank in the other uh, ear, asking me to join his new band. Oh. So I was uh, torn in in two. You know, it was it was a really really tough uh, thing because it, these guys were my two good friends. You know, and I I really loved to work with them. So uh, I had to make a decision, and uh, for me, uh, the music King uh, wrote and came up with at that point were more heavy, mm. and it suited my my taste in music more, because Hank was going more like uh, melodic rock, uh, radio orientated rock. Right. And uh, but I I, I make I, I compromised and I said to King I will go with you, mm. but uh, in on on one condition, I go in and guest with a few solos on Hank's uh, first album as uh, with Fate. Mm. And King agreed, and I did it. So I play, I play four or five so- solos on on the first Fade album, okay. but I I continued with King on Fatal Portrait and uh, and Abigail. Yeah. So. I think you made a, a better choice. Yeah, I think that was the <laughs> that was the wise uh, move to to make. Uh, uh, I mean, for me also because uh, my taste in music. I'm into uh, I'm into right. heavy rock. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's my big passion. Yeah. Old yeah. Uh, old school heavy. <laughs> Yeah. So that was uh, so much closer to my own taste in music, even though uh, I also uh, like like to listen to Journey and Boston and <laughs> things like that. Okay. But oh, uh, sure. but uh, for as a guitarist, there's there's more for me as uh, in heavy rock, definitely. Yeah. 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 Do you have a favorite song of Don't Break the Oath? Uh, Dangerous Meeting could could be one of them. Okay. It's, it, because it's it's heavy, but at the same time quite melodic. Yeah. In, yes. in my in my say I, I love it and uh, then again there's some very nice pieces for me as a as a lead guitarist so uh, that could also be a reason why I I, I prefer that that's my favorite but there are, I mean there's many great songs on that album you know but uh, yeah that's my favorite favorite track when I first heard that album. Um, I heard it in like a weird order because a friend of mine uh, made a, a copy of it for me and yep. I, the first song I heard was the oath. And then when I finally Ooh. got the when I finally got the album on CD, I noticed it mm-hmm. was on the second half of the album. Is there a reason why it was on the second half instead of like? Because you know it has that intro, and usually when yeah. you hear like an the, album, an intro would come on, and then you know. The, the, yeah, the thing is again, it was a it was a song written by King, mm-hmm. and uh, like I said, I was more into Hank's uh, songs. Mm-hmm. So, so I have, yeah. I mean, I was I was not the one who took all the decisions, but uh, but of course I have a say. I had a saying. Yeah. So we decided to place it as the first track on side two because uh, with the intro, it's ob- it, it's it, it's um, it's quite o- obvious to to make that song open a, vi- a vinyl album. You know, yeah. at, th- at that point there was no CDs, <laughs> no, <laughs> so I, it was yeah. it was vinyl. Yeah, yeah. So 
So you don't think it would have been better as the first uh, song of the you know the first half of the album? It could, these days, I, I I might have had a, a different opinion about it. Yeah. it uh, I could easily have chosen it for as the first song of the album uh, these days, yeah. but not back then. I was uh, I was so much into Hank's writing, you know. So I I, I pushed hard to make his songs uh, the first. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 I love that song. Hey, I I like the oath too, but uh, I I agree with Michael about uh, you know his his and Hank's guitar playing and you know just uh, more complexity was... uh, complexity is that what you call it? It's more yes. co- complex, mm-hmm. and uh, and that was our signature and uh, and uh, like a stamp for us, you know. Yeah. So uh, I, yeah. I I thought it was very important at that point to to uh, to make it shine through from the very beginning. This is a complex song, you know, to to open uh, the the record. Mm. Exactly, and I, I, I yeah. think it works like that on the, the previous records too, with uh, Evil and Doom by the mm. Living Dead. And I just, mm. for, for a Merciful Fate record, yeah. uh, the, the Oath I think is perfect for a second side, but I just don't see that as being an album. No, no. Yeah. I, 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 like I felt, it was like uh, yeah. to get in people's face, it, yeah. uh, the fir- very first second. Hard and aggressive, right in your face. <laughs> that, that's why. That's why I, I, I do, as I recall, I think we we uh, we open with these uh, with these songs. You know. Interesting. Mm-hmm. 